Hello, this is Daniel Gon. And uh, now that Wildness and Van der Poel's are over, maybe we can celebrate some of the lesser-known uh, middlers such as Felipe Orts and have an Orts de Vest for the rest of us. And now to the strengths, feats of strength. Uh, the CX Bulletin is coming in very strong, but I will have to say that you were outmuscled by Rebecca Wanger with her coverage on how Brussels sprouts are grown. Uh, you know, I did not even know that. Um, and for the airing of grievances, I would like to point out that Americans are afraid of, you know, the tainted sauce winning the world's. Um, but I must remind you that we use our baseball diamonds for cyclocross, not for hitting suspiciously long home runs. Thank you. Hello, cyclocross friends, and thanks for tuning in to episode 213 of Cyclocross Radio. On today's show, we are going to break down everything that happened at the World Cup in Namur. We're going to briefly talk about Essen because that's really all it deserves. And then we were recording this on the day that Herenthal's happened, or actually the night before it happened, so we didn't talk about that. Which means that everything that I say in this episode about Alvarado needing to take some time off so that she can, you know, recharge her batteries and get back to her winning ways, just just ignore all of that. Pretend like it didn't happen. But the rest of it, spot on. Everything else. So we're going to get right to that in a moment. First off, when you're drinking your Grimpier coffee that you can get at WideAnglePodium.com, Make sure that you use Willa's Kitchen oat milk in it. You can get a discount on the best oat milk out there. Go to willaskitchen.com. Use the code CROSSHAIRS20. You'll get 20% off that order. Also, while you're at WideAnglePodium.com, become a member there. Support all the shows, all the podcasts we got. It is more expensive than you think to run a podcast network, and we look at you to uh, help with that. And while you have your wallets open, please consider subscribing for the CX Hairs Bulletin. It's cxhairs.substack.com. You're going to get all of the cyclocross commentary, analysis, videos. These podcasts are all part of that. Everything that you want from cyclocross is going to be in your inbox pretty much every day. It may not always be every day. That's more than we promised, but Zach and I are having a great time doing this, and we're going to continue giving you all of the start lists and results and our analysis and heat checks and toppers lists. We got a whole slew of stuff. So if you love cyclocross or even if you have a cyclocross friend that you're looking for a gift, you can give a gift subscription as well. All of those links are in the show description. All right. Let's get to Namor. We got Michael and Zach. We're in the media pit. We're talking about the World Cup. And we're doing that right now. We are back in the media pit. Michael, how's it going? Bill, I'm a little bit worried. Michael, say no more. I got it. Come on. That was it. Say no more. <laughs> wow. Okay. I spent 20 <laughs> minutes. No, wait. I spent five minutes trying to find a new pun for no more. And I was like, I can't use no more because I did that last year. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. It's great. I mean, I was... I was going to say that I'm worried because I didn't watch the men's race um, today. Am I am I messing anything? I was uh, going to say that by me saying <laughs> say no more, did I steal your essence? Oh, beautiful. I hope that, you know, we're coming up on the holidays and I'm hoping that Santa Voss brings y'all lots of gifts. Unfortunately, it's Santa brought- Cross. Come on, man! It's Santa Cross. It's always been Santa Cross. Always been where? It's Santa Voss. Is that Santa Bring- Voss or Santa Voss? Voss bringing coal to all the little youngsters at Essen today. No treats. Did you say Voss or Voss? I couldn't that was tell. What I was asking. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. 
I will say though that you guys are bringing you guys are bringing hair and talls the puns here this evening. So I think we're ready to go. <laughs> Where do we start? I guess we should start with Namor. So I'll go I'll go ahead and get started. So we'll talk about the we'll talk about the women's race and uh you know Claire Hansinger, big big ride at uh Havre. Uh you know fourth place, turned a lot of heads. Have and and all all respect to Claire. I mean, I think it's very well established how much we love her. But I mean, have you guys ever seen someone who hasn't finished on a European podium be more hyped than Claire Hansinger? I mean, that was impressive. The hype was so real. Uh, and she even mentioned it in her post-race interview that I think people were sliding into her DMs and being like, hey, expect big things. But I don't know. I mean, it's just, it was super impressive. Someone who, you know, had, you know, third at Jingle Cross last year at a World Cup, not the full Euro squad there. I don't know. I just, the hype. It was, it was very, well, it was hype-tacular. The hype and then the payoff. I mean, she came through. That's the, that's the best part yeah. of it, right? You know? Yeah. Well, but uh, Bill, I was I some wonder. Have you ever seen like more hype behind you know a rider? Like, I, just she was her stock like heat check was. Just... Oh yeah, and even even I mean the only person that you can really compare it to. I mean, as as far as well, you look at Katie Compton, but we expect it, right? It wasn't it, it wasn't it, that's kind of we got to the point with Katie where if she was going to be in a World Cup, it was kind of a disappointing a if she wasn't on a podium or even won the race, you know, I mean, 20 plus wins, which Clara also talked about in her in her post race interview. And um, yeah, no, I don't I don't think so. I mean, the, the people that you expect to do well always end up doing well. Right. You know, Vanderpool came back. We we're like, oh, a lot of hype on Vanderpool coming back, and hey, look at that. He's won two out of three races that he's he's entered for the season, which is for him, as I'm sure you guys know, because you got all the stats, that's that's kind of poor for him. He's, he's, he's slipping. I know. It's funny. He has to win like his next 17 in a row before him to like actually be at like his two-year average winning percentage, which is just wild. You're like, hey, two out of three. You're like, that's not very good for him yeah uh but you know as we'll see um yeah Wait. so kind of a kind of an interesting uh with namur um to me i think as of a few years ago it was kind of more on the women's side it was like that specialist course we always heard talk about the mountain bikesters and we saw you know katka nash has won it a couple times ava lechner would always do well there but it seems like I don't know. I mean, and maybe it's just because of Lucinda Brand, but it seems like there's more of like the big names are riding at the front now. I don't know. There's less of the specialist effect in the women's field. And this is, you know, an observation that I've made, I think, before is that there's just like the hitters, you know, there's the toppers and they're there pretty consistently. Yeah. Michael, any, any sort of initial thoughts about the day? Well, I mean... I got to say, Namur is probably, I think it's becoming one of my favorite races. It's just, it's got everything that you want. And I think, you know, getting rid of the uh, sandbag stairs was a good decision. We had a kind of fun new little feature that I thought threw little kinks at things. But I, 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 yeah, I, I, you know, like brand one, I mean, she kind of rode off the front, it seemed like. But really, we had this pretty great battle with Hansiger, um up against... Um, at times, Betsima, which is sort of, you know, as Zach, you you sort of illustrated um, so well with your Photoshop skills, sort of represents like a t- two different things. Uh, so I, it was it was great to see. I don't know. It just it was like a really awesome race that came out. And, you know, you Hansinger was moving up and then she was dropped and then she came back and it was just had a lot of elements in it. And I don't know. There's like so many things. I'm, I'm trying to think of like one thing I was noticing was the way that uh, Hansiger is climbing. She climbs very well. I, I didn't didn't really. Know, I know we know her as a diesel. We call her glow plug. But to see her usually take back that time on Betsima on those climbs or match her was was interesting because we sort of had thought of Betsima as a climber winning at Beringen. Um So it was really is really cool to see that. And of course, it made me think knowing that she's riding for, I think, Tibco on the road next year. What kind of road racer is? I don't really know Hansinger on the road. But anyway, that was sort of like, well, I'll get over, me and uh, Rob Kelly will talk about that on Criterium Nation. But um, I don't know. Any, what else do you guys have on this race? Uh, sure. Yeah, so I'll bite. Um, I think this was kind of interesting to me. I mean, I don't... I don't remember much of Betsima's, the, the season, the season where the things um, occurred, I think. 
Uh, in a lot of cases, I was punting some of those race reports to someone else, and um, I just wasn't working on weekends at my old job. Um, but I went back and watched Bones of Worlds because it's trainer season. I needed a cool race to watch. And she was she was at the front, and she drove the pace in that race for the first two laps. Like, she was doing work. Uh, you know, and we've seen that. Um, I think that, you know, the, our friends at GCN have kind of identified it as like the going out hot. And then I don't know what they say about the shock and awe is what they call it. But to me, it looked like maybe and here's why I'll say this. It seemed like she went out a little too hot because she was making a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes uh, as Clara was coming back. And so, you know, she hit the pole, which is the one that we got to see three different times. Um, but even the flat, you know, uh, Bill, you mentioned this in the green room. Yeah, sometimes the mechanicals happen, but sometimes they're your fault. And it seems like maybe, you know, she came down a little too heavy on that. It looked like it happened on that steep rooted ledge that the riders go down. And so I don't know, it just seemed like when Clara was coming back, she made a number of, you know, I'd call it, she's a good bike handler. She's a good bike racer, um, uncharacteristic mistakes. So um, I don't know, maybe she'll... We'll see how she races in terms of rethinking the old shock and awe tactic. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk about Pitcock, too, in, in sort of the same way. But interesting, the, the Betsima's flat tire seemed to be a story a storyline in this, in that what should, would she have done without that flat tire? But from what we now understand, Clara, also with, from what you learned, Zach, multiple flat tires on the day and still just an amazing, I mean, we didn't even think about that. What think about what the result would have been had we known that knowledge, you know, or had she had a clean ride without those flats. Pretty crazy. Uh, one, one thing that, um, I will, I will say just getting in, into the race. I mean, if we look at our, our usual suspects out there, Lucinda Brand on it, still on it, just, you know, what, what more can you say? She's, she's just on a, on a great streak. She's got great form. Uh, we had a we had another voicemail. Somebody asking uh, from my CX's and O's video about the pits if that was Sven working for her in the pits, and yes, it is. And I I think that you know he's a pretty hands on as far as coaching guy, and I think you can sort of see the effects of his coach. Not to take anything away from Lucinda Brandt, I mean she gets all the credit for her success, but I think the way that she's racing, the confidence that she has, her her improved technical skills, you know, I think she's in a really good situation and, and taking advantage of, of what that program has to offer. At least that's, that's what it looks from the outside. So brand just like rock solid, uh, you know, and it'll be interesting to see, see how long she can, she can keep this going. We talked about it last week. Alvarado did not look strong last week. Same thing. I mean, she just looks like she's struggling. She can't, and it's it's interesting too because we saw you know the success she had when she was mountain biking. Uh, she looked like she could just attack these climbs, but just not being able really to to stick with people on those climbs. You know, especially Clara was pushing the pace. Betsimo was able to outpace her, and and it was it was it was kind of a cool moment. You know, I think that was our first cool moment in that race when uh, Clara was able to. We had that nice panning shot of her just riding by the world champ. You know, and that as you said, smile or grimace, you make the call. Uh, but there she goes, right past. And that was that was pretty great as well. Uh, other other things I noted in there early on: Evie Richards, uh, mechanical at the beginning. But you talk about specialists. You talk about mountain bikes. She won won this race last year, right? Is that no? Uh, it was Brand a few years ago, few and years I forgot. Ago. She so she's the last non yeah. Lucinda Brand winner of this race. <laughs> twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen won it, and it, we. See Evie slowly or actually quickly making this this comeback up the up the rankings from back in the sub midler zone to now you know working her way towards midler and I'll bet she'll be you know in contention in weeks to come and on, on a track like this you could just see where her skills were taking her up. She's kind of on that that Pidcock path, right? I mean, fellow fellow Brit just sort of had sort of some rough starts, and then like you said, Bill, she had the mechanical. And then she was running with her bike up the hill and then fixing it. And then what she finished, like fifth, sixth, something like that. So yeah, yeah solid you, ride. If you can contrast her on the run, fixing her bike to Yara Castellan, which we'll get to today, just excruciating, trying to to get that chain free and basically costing her the, the race at Essence, a, a, a big contrast in um, mechanical um, luck. 
I want to say just while we're speaking of kind of the other riders, uh, you know, Zach, you released the, the toppers chart and I noticed that my middler of no Anna K didn't get, didn't make it into the list, but I want to say that I've seen Anna K, you know, she finished seventh in the world cup. Um, she's putting herself at the front of these races and she's being like super active. She doesn't seem to have the ability to last the full race. And like this race was, you know, longer than most 53 minutes, but I wanted to note that also, um, Bill, we were talking about this in the green room, Catablanca Vas, who had, was riding strong, took a digger, um, on that spot. I think the same spot, the Betsima crashed. We saw it again today. Um, but another rider who was kind of was 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 up there had a little bit of slump period. But I think she's now on the come up if she you know can not start hit, not hit the ground as much. Um, but it's it's good to see those riders sort of coming to the fore. And do we know like have you seen anything on social media about uh, Alvarado? Like if there's you know is she just I don't know. I just saw the uh, there was a translated as always Belgi Press totally nailing it. She should keep smiling. Oh, that was the headline. Jesus, Boy. translated. Yeah, I think what you really, you know, I, I, we mentioned before, Emery was not in this race. I think making the the smart move. Um, I think Zach, you know, talked about this uh, in the bulletin that you really nailed it with. Uh, you know, your experience coming back from injury, where you feel you have the sort of that that honeymoon period where you feel awesome and you're racing fine. And then that, that recovery sort of kicks in for that second time. And I think that's where she's at. And I think, uh, with a Oh, it feels amazing. And the, the, the second part is hard and it's not just me. I've seen it in yeah. other people who have missed more time than me. And, um, I just remember it was Isaac Neff who, you know, national champ at the amateur level but he was just like i was like you're racing great he's like dude i'm i'm i'm, I'm done and this was in like mid-october <laughs> yeah when he had come back from missing a, most of a summer so um that's kind of yeah a little bit of experience so i mean i guess i wrote the bulletin if you're not a subscriber um for subscribers i wrote like 2500 words um about the women's race and we'll get to it i didn't even write about the men's race which was kind of tough because it was an amazing race um but, you know, I guess some people come to the pod and they want to see things shaken up. And so, you know, I decide to stir things up. I I think Betsima, for better or worse, for North American fans is the villain. Like, go on social media. I mean, you're talking about people, and I'm not going to name names, but people talking about hoping on social media that she gets thrown into a core stake or that she get crashes or gets hurt or whatever. I mean, like, people are just not not fans. And I would say that I would stand behind it, that that's the general vibe that North America takes. I mean, it seems like there were people, people were rooting pretty hard for, for Clara to beat her. And, you know, and we've, we've talked about this, that people have been vocal on social media to their credit, North American writers, English speaking writers have spoken out, but they, they haven't been able to beat her on the course. And I think that that was, I don't know. I, I was feeling it. I mean, I think most people were like, that was the story because of, it was clear finishing second, but it was also what she accomplished against whom. Yeah. And, and uh, part of why Zach is bringing this up, we did get, we got a little pushback on our framing of Betsima in that way. And it, I'm just calling it like it is. I mean, I'm just yeah. reading what I see from all of my, fe- like all of my fellow North Americans. Like there's people hate, she's the biggest villain that I've seen. Like I've never seen, five or six years people root against a cyclocross racer like i've seen from our peers or whatever against her it's and 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 i you know and and part of the gist was was like well if you were a real journalist you'd go ask her about it i'm like no she said her piece and it was all you know take it for what you want there's nothing really more to to have from that story well and we're not we're not journalists i mean for one the bulletin is not it's it's weird we haven't decided what it is but we we do a lot of commentary (laughs) like Stuff I'm doing, like I would not be doing this podcast when I was at Cyclocross Magazine because in that position, yes, I was a journalist and I took that very seriously, but I'm not anymore. And in fact, I'm trying to entertain and get subscribers. And so (laughs) FYI, um, that's kind of how it works. But yeah, I think, you know, um, uh, part of the chrism too was like, well, you don't know that, you know, the Dutch speaking world supports her. And it's like, well, but her team stood by her. I, you know, a pretty clear sign that. 
and institutions were behind her regardless of of what what had occurred so yeah and somebody who has you know helped us in 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 what we do on the side because she's great with media is rebecca foringer and she's gotten a ton of shit because she's uh said said stuff about betsima and they've come out and you know body shamed her um uh crapped on her results done everything you know, shitty thing you could towards her. So if those are what that, if, if, if somehow that's okay for the fans to do to somebody who doesn't want to race with somebody who she thinks, uh, got an unfair, you know, too short sanction, then yeah, all bets are off. I think at that point, I also want to say that I was really pissed to hear Aunt McCrossin say there were allegations against Betsima. Yeah. When it's, there were no allegations. She tested a and B positive you know doping so sorry aunt mccrossin no allegations no little ban she doped and she served a very short sentence so just it's just so so and and this is to take nothing i mean away from from claire's accomplishment i mean spoiler alert she she got a silver but uh you know i i like how she picked she, she knew um, it seemed like I was really impressed because there was uh, Betsima came back to life kind of in that fourth, uh, second to last lap and Clara kept her, you know, she marked her. She's very much marked what Betsima was doing. And I think she kind of knew that it was going to come down to that last climb. Um, and so that's one thing that just really impresses me. And you, I would hope that everyone, if you ever get a chance to to actually see her race in person or, you know, on TV, she's just very smart. She's very thoughtful. Um, obviously a very intelligent uh, young woman and she races like it. You know, I mentioned in my column at Jingle Cross, she watched, she went and watched the men racing before and like, oh, they're riding this, this hotline on the right in the sand. And she passed half the, you know, half the top 10 riding that line. So I just, you know, to me, it was like quintessential Clara um, doing, you know, showing all these qualities that I think are really going to set her up well to be a championship racer uh, in the coming years. What do you guys think about the course changes from years past to now? I mean, especially I but my next uh, CXs and Os, I'm just taking a a look through the years at that grass grassy hillside off camber section, which for me is like one of the iconic features of cyclocross anywhere. I mean, that is has been just the the place where we've seen just such amazing um, race defining moments through the years and in i think 2019 was the first year they used to come from up top and then swing around the um telephone pole at the beginning of it and then shoot into it and now they come from they which has become now a new iconic section they come up that cobble climb you know the one where we saw clara and with the one where we saw actually pitcock doing great but then we'll get to it you know vanderpool really riding away from everyone and then they get this straight shot where they get this great view of the off camber and they get to just fly down it. And then at the end, the it's also changed the race where it used to go to the left and go downhill. Now it goes to the right and goes uphill, which is another key feature, which has kind of taken the, the meaningfulness of that sector a little bit out of the, the race just because of where, how it's entered and exited. But the main thing from what I see is that it's easy to ride now. It seems like there's this, relatively e- easy to ride. It seems like there's this middle lane where guys and and the, and the women as well are are just clipped in the whole time and they can go down there. If you lose that line, it's sort of like riding a skinny on your mountain bike. If you lose that line, you're done. But if you can keep that line and you can hold it, you can fly down there pretty fast. Where in years past, it was always one foot out, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, lose the line, up, 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 down to the middle, up, 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 down to the end. And, you know, even some people were riding the bottom and some were riding the top. And now it's pretty much, once it gets strung out, everybody down in the middle and then that's it. And then we go on to a different part of the race. Now that you mention it, it sucks. The change sucks. I miss, I mean, I call that cyclocross ballet and we just have the best photos you know, Bart Hazen in the first lap would do, and you just the most ridiculous stuff. There was the race that Wout fell under the course tape and still came all the way back to challenge Matthew into the last lap. Um, I think there, it sucks. When they Change were sucks. when they were U twenty three, it was the most frustrated I've ever. And I mentioned this in the video that'll come out. It's the most frustrated I've ever seen Vanderpool on a bike. I mean, he just completely lost his crap and he kicked his bike. 
he like slid all the way down and just like kicked his bike and you know wow beat him it was like you know it was it was it was still the same the same two guys but they were they were okay so top top uh power rankings iconic features so you've got uh yep i I actually this is how i start my video that's on there Uh, copenberg the climb that's on there at copenberg yep are we gonna go three for three run it off camber okay run it off i had one more i had one more Ooh, okay. Oh man, this is like a this is like um, Family Feud. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm not going to get all the points if You're I don't ver- get it. The very first Spendness, whatever that turn is older is. I-, I like that. I thought about it, but no, I don't consider that just iconic feature. Ooh, man, this is hard. Big, 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 big race. We haven't been there yet. The drop down at um, at Zonhoven. That? That's what uh, um, Zach mentioned. Oh. the sand one. It's the the Her- Her- is it something at Hoogerheide? No, I thought about Hoogerheide too. There's nothing really there. It's, it's the uh, Herger's um, Dune, which is the first long dune in Coxida with the with the two lines. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're yeah. right. We don't go there. We don't go there this year. That's right. So That's just, okay. Uh, so I want to just get back to that off camber, and I think Bill, yeah, you're right. It did change, and that middle line does seem. More mellow, but it it did seem that if you were going to be good at this race, you had to nail that line, and you did see Clara would nail it. Uh, you saw Pidcock nail it. Vanderpool fucked it a few times, but while its sort of effect on the whole race maybe changed, if you were good there, you were getting a small gap, or, or you were carrying momentum to the next turn. So, can I can I bring the can I bring a flamethrower to this this show? The stairs were better than. That thing they put in this year. Oh, interesting. I, that okay. was, I, I mean, it, it wasn't with the exception. Less, well, only only one rider could ride it. It wasn't decisive. I, I don't know. It just and I, to be fair, I, I watched Rebecca Ferringers. If you haven't checked it out, Rebecca, friend of the show, she's been doing these great pre ride videos. She, we agreed. She said I missed the stairs. I thought the stairs were hilarious. They sucked. They were terrible. Last year was a oh. train wreck of what of epic proportions. But I, I don't know. I just. I wasn't feeling that second. And she said they actually chiseled in a rut for the men's pre-ride. Right. So they didn't give the women even a chance to like to try it, to to do the lines. Um, so I thought that was an interesting little story that she told. But, you know, there was that rut that Metsu was riding. Um, but they put it in after the women's pre-ride. Uh, I don't know. I just, I wasn't feeling like it wasn't rideable necessarily. I don't, I don't, it didn't add anything to, to the course to me. I thought well, the Vanderpool stairs were just hilarious. Eight out of nine yeah. times. Yeah, and I don't know that it gave him that much of an I advantage. I think it gave though. him advantage. I think Pidcock lost. I don't know if he lost time, but Pidcock was jumping from like he was jumping down every lap, and so I'm just wondering that fatigue of like jumping to flat with your bike added up after a few laps, where where Vanderpool was staying on his bike and and just kind of getting onto the cobble with a little more momentum. I don't know. But that was my. Oh, you're probably right. I'm just that's that's my hot take. Miss the stairs. I mean, if you're going to put a dumb feature, that's a, that's um, a really that's a spicy take, Zach. So I'm glad you shared that. So I, I just mean, I loved, especially with how shitty last year was. Just by the end of that men's race, when Pidcock was literally like up to his waist because we've established that he's only like five <laughs> two somehow. Like just how decrepit and horrible, and how much of a joke that turned into. I mean, last year was ridiculous. I watched. I went back and watched that. And my gosh. What a Ellie getting carted off. <laughs> Ellie getting hypothermia. Uh, Katie Klaus dislocated her shoulder on the off camera. I mean, it was it was Vanderpool just a mess. like like riding by and then throwing one of those Acme Wally Coyote um, uh, bottomless holes behind him that Tone like went into. <laughs> It just, uh, oh, and Tone yeah. broke his ribs. Like yeah, well, right. that was the My next gosh. lap, and then coming down. Yeah, the, yeah, just. All right, we got to talk about. Uh, can we, if we're gonna finish the women, I do want to talk about something. So I want to talk about Clara's um, post race interview, um, in which she sort of. I want to give her major props of just being able to like have the present of mind to sort of like you know sort of not necessarily clap back, but sort of like hey, like look, you know, North American riders have been on the podium before. Katie Compton is a legend, and just to, to be to quickly have that like in the top of her head and really to, to pay respect to the, to the writers who've gone before her, like major like props to her. 
I did see, you know, someone tweeted at you, Bill, something about, you know, Katie has more wins in the World Cup than Kant, Brand, and Alvarado, a true legend. And I thought that was combined. an interest Combined. Combined. Yeah, right. Combined. I thought that was an interesting stat. And so I wanted to, so I wanted to go dig and see what the numbers are. And uh, so Katie Compton, 24 wins in the World Cup. She has won the overall in 2012-13 and 13-14. She's podium five times in the overall standings in the World Cup. Um, and her last, her, so she last was on the podium in, in 2019. Katie Keogh, let's not forget, won uh, Jingle Cross in uh, 2018. She also podiumed so at what, Valkenburg? Katie Compton finished on a podium in a May. World Cup this oh, calendar year. Yeah. She oh. finished second. She finished third at Nome this calendar right. year, which is just like <laughs> Claire's like <laughs> n- not long. Yeah. Well, that was the thing so you said. It? You you know the one thing, and you know I, I completely agree with you, Michael. But you were like she quickly came back, and the the thing that I love about Clara is that, and Zach you alluded to, and just in the way that she rides. I mean, it's very cerebral. Is that she didn't quickly came back. She sat there. And she thought about it for a second. Well, she said, she said it hasn't been that long. And then she right. sort of took a pause. And it was just so poised and it was so great. And I, again, because I guess now I just get in trouble on Twitter. Uh, somebody was like mad that I called her a uh, fucking hero for doing that. And somehow like I was picking on the poor Dutch uh interviewer who was speaking in his second language and didn't remember that an american once got on a podium last year and i'm like a no and b it's like this is this this is like one of the greatest women's cyclocross racers in the world i understand that the dutch are doing really well right now but it's not ancient history it was like last year that she was still out there you know fighting for podiums and and I just, I, I was really proud of Clara. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I hope that doesn't sound patronizing, but I just, I thought it was awesome that she was able to sort of like, not just go with it and say, hey, no, that's not true. And, and looking at, you know, the shoulders that she stands on uh, to, to be where she's at. And I, I, I thought it was awesome. And she worked in the ruts. She said to follow in their ruts. I, you know, she tied it back to second yeah. So I thought that was great. Yeah. And it wasn't like... <laughs> that was beautiful. Was that, was some, yeah. that was some shit that I would write. I love that. <laughs> all right. So I, I think we all recognize how great that was. And you're right, Bill. It, she took a moment. She paused. She didn't like just immediately say something. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's great to be here. Um, I have a, one quick trivia question for you guys. Of those three riders who still don't have as many World Cup wins as Katie Compton, um, Brand... Uh, Alvarado and Kant, who has the most? Are you gonna? Are you playing us here? I'm gonna say it's not Alvarado. Definitely you, not Alvarado. She are you? Is this, yeah. is this like one so of those would, where it's like so like the obvious? Yeah, I mean, answer I say it's is, Kant. Kant would be my gut answer. Zach, what do you think? I mean, how could you not? I, I, that you're even asking this question. <laughs> Uh, as a trivia question, so this is this is suggests that it's Lucinda Brand, but all evidence to the contrary suggests that it's Sana Khan because okay. she's won a ton of races in her career. Uh, Sana Khan, yeah, you're right. Sana Khan, she has eleven. <laughs> Brand has eight. So wow, it's pretty close though. <laughs> yeah, pretty I mean, close. like I was shocked that Brand had that many World Cup wins, and you kind of. All right, Just... so I asked this trivia question in the in the. Uh... So we're doing trivia. I believe it's I been trivia. five American riders in the top 10 since Sonic Hunt has last finished top 10 at Namur. And I think you can get, I think you can get four for sure. You're, you're saying at Namur, five at Namur, a top 10 in the Were last Americans six or years Americans? now. No, Am- American. Amanda Miller. That's the one that, yes. that's the one. Are you yes. including Katarina Nash? No, but I, I don't know if people remember how good Amanda Miller was, and I'm still convinced that she was going to be the one to beat Compton it was, uh, at Reno. It was either Helen or Nikki who was doing one of the races that I was in. They, one of the Nurmur, um, uh races I was watching, and, and they, she was talking about how well Amanda Miller was doing. So I was, that was, it was fresh in my mind. Um, yeah, so it was Amanda Miller, uh, the Becky Star, KFC... Um, Clara and I think Keo uh, has been in, and those are the 
the five? I mean, I, it seemed like it seemed a good trivia question because you're like, oh, Ella like- Anderson, Ella Noble, you know, two other prime candidates. But it was Amanda Miller. I, I think people just forget how good she was, and then much she didn't much have a team like forgetting forgetting how good people were, and somebody who ended twenty uh, fourth in this race, uh, going back in these the the history of watching these races as well. When when Katarina won. Um, I think the well, she beat Mariana Voss and third place and the person who was like, a, you know, sort of fighting for position to hold her World Cup lead was Sophie DeBoer. Yeah. Guys, should we talk about the men's race? Eh, sure. I, I mean, I don't like, I love this. We're 30 I love minutes trivia, in. But we're, we're, we need, the, we did it. We did it on the bulletin and now we're doing it in the podcast. This men's race. Yeah. So I, I, so here's, here's my, I don't know if this is a mea culpa or not. I need help with this. Every non-cyclocross specific news outlet, though, so Zach, pretty much everybody but us, uh, was hyping up Wout the MVDP, Wout the Matthew, <laughs> Wout the Matthew. That's all you saw. Cycling news, cycling tips. You know, um, even the freaking Belgians were doing it. Uh, Velo News was doing it. It was all Wout the MVDP. And I was like, that's awesome that they're there. And honestly, I well, yeah, Vanderpool, sure, I can see it. But I'm just like, I think Wout was getting a little more credit than he was due for that. <laughs> like, I would have put, you know, well, A, we just saw how well Pitcock did. And he was, at the end of the week, like the UCI was starting to scooch him into their hype machine as well. But they definitely didn't start out like that. But then you have every sauce out there that I I... You know, we as as much as you know, maybe it's just that team, and maybe Betsma's on that team too. But as much as I, I do enjoy them, I like them. But we do sort of set them up in the early season as as sort of the 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 villains out there because they were just they just raced so well together, and it was alien. We want to like paint alien a certain way, but you know, they're all good and fun, and I actually really like um Mikey V and uh, Swack and um. Even uh, Ryan Camp. I mean, they, they got they got fun fun racers on there. But I was like, hey, let's not forget about the sauces. Those guys are pretty good too. They've done all right. He's like, you know, I don't think they can beat Vanderpool, but they'll be in the in the picture. And then, not not so much. Well, I will say, I'll give credit, Mikey give, V. Mikey V. Looking resplendent. Yeah. In the World Cup leaders jersey, which he gets to hang on to. He does, and, and that was he was he was going to be my who won the week. Uh, was going to be my. Can we can we just for for a hot second? Can we do something very rare on this show? Could give the UCI credit. Like that is a dope kit, and the old one sucked. <laughs> so UCI, thank you. So I saw that in in the women's race with Brand, and I was like, oh wow, she has the white top with, but she has her like team kit bibs. They have black bibs, you know, because. It's been updated, and I like it, and yeah. I think it looks okay. I used to be a fan of the all-white skin suit. I mean, a little bit, eh, you know? But uh, anyway, that was I wanted to lead off with some Mikey V appreciation, and he stuck in there. You know, he got fourth. He was, he was the like you said, Bill, the only sauce who was up there with the sort of media hype the, day be- uh, the week before. Obviously, Ellie had an issue at the start, but where was Squeak? Who knows? Um, so, yeah. So Pick here's up some Mikey V. Here, here's let's let's just get right into the into the meat of this. Uh, Tom Pitcock, who we were all excited about that he may you know be the be be the spoiler here to the to the Wout and MVDP party, especially after he just crushed it at Havre. That the he uh, not a spoiler. He didn't win. Um, he, he ended up, uh, leading most of the race and then getting passed in the last lap and, and coming in and sort of fighting to hang on to third by, by the, by the finish, which he did. And, uh, you know, the, the, the question he was asked at the end and kind of the, the, the criticism out there for him, you know, we'll get to Walt's criticism in a second, but for him was the question, did he go out too strong? You know, just exactly what we talked about with, with Betsimo was, was it wrong? And I guess you can say, well, he didn't win, so it was wrong. But was it? Was it wrong? He's, he will argue that he likes to race from ahead, race from the front. So is that just immaturity in racing and he needs to learn to race fifth back like Sven used to do? Or what's the, what's, 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 what should have he done, Zach? 
Well, given that, you know, I basically, it's become my official position, uh, both on this podcast and now in the bulletin, <laughs> that like you, you race for second, you finish second. And for better or worse, that's what Mikey, Mikey V was clearly just racing for fourth and hanging on to like that good it spot. It was a jersey. The, that was a jersey He race. was not. He did not. He was just, he was tail gunning as long seconds, as he could. He went to the front. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm glad that you did the, the counter. Uh, you know what? Tom Pickcock is still only 21. I, I absolutely love it. I love it that he was just like, I mean, he's, if he races cyclocross, he's going to be in this position for the next at minimum six, seven years. I absolutely love that. He was like, you know what? Matthew Vanderpool, Walt Van Aert, I'm going for it. And he, he came up short and he finished third on his first ever world cup podium. You have to remember that like he's still, that was his first ever world cup podium as an elite. I love it. I absolutely, I, I love everything that Tom Pickup brings to cyclocross. I love watching him race. Michael, here's my question for you. You, you follow road probably more than, than the rest of us. And I, I know we've, we've kind of discussed this before and we talk about, we, we actually, we would give uh, Ailey a hard time. It was like, Oh, he's bringing up his, you know, he's, He's bringing up tone to his teammates. You know, he's bringing him there. He's like, this is cyclocross. So Wout gets criticized. Wout was the first to criticize himself, saying, oh, you know, it was dumb for me to, to bring Vanderpool back up to Pitcock and sort of burn that match to do that. And, and my question is, like, what are you supposed to do? And are you really, in cyclocross, are you really bringing somebody with you? It's not like you're getting that 25% decrease <laughs> in win by being in a draft going, you know, 60 kilometers an hour um, in the French countryside. It, it, that's not this. So how is it just psychological? You know, what is it that when he's like, oh, I brought him with me. And what else is he supposed to do if he wants to try to win the race? I mean, I guess... Well, I agree, Bill. That what is it, what else is he supposed to do? Because let's let's face it, Wout is the one who has something to prove here. Because Vanderpool has has nothing to prove, right? He's won yeah. it all. So Wout could sit there and and not chase back, you know, Pidcock, and and Vanderpool could sit there, and then they could let Pidcock get away. Or I mean, Wout wants to win. He wants to he wants to do it. So you, like you said, yeah, is he going to give that much draft to Vanderpool? No, not really. In some sections, sure, on the climbs, you get a little bit of rest, you know. But I, I also know that, like, you also want to race from the front. And so, you know, the way that Wout rides, he doesn't ride the same way as Vanderpool. So he maybe he wants to take those lines first. So he goes to the front. I mean, it. I don't see there's any other way around that besides him, like, putting in a Hail Mary attack that sort of gaps Vanderpool. But he obviously knew that if he did something like that, he he would be he would really lose it and take on all the water. So... I don't know. I can't. I can't fault Wout for that. Sort of just how it is. Do you, you know? think anywhere in the back of his mind he was like, "Damn it, Matthew, we're not doing this Gent Velgevigman thing again." <laughs> yeah, probably. He says. He says, "Look at this. Is what you're supposed to do." <laughs> the thing is, though, is you know, I was just, I went back and watched it before we recorded. Uh, Matthew couldn't get the job done. Like he, he tried, he was the one out there. And I think it was a psychological thing. I think he kind of, whatever it was like, you know, and it might've coincided with Pitters running out of gas, but Mitch didn't get, he did not get the job done. And it was Wout who stepped up. And I, I remember, I guess I was, I was not on Twitter, so I couldn't make this point, but I was like, the person I was watching with, I was like, this is going to be the wowdiest thing ever of 2020 that wow is going to drag matthew back and matthew is going to drop him on the climb and he's going to win this race and wow it just is so on brand it's just it was that is 2020 that is tour of flanders that is wow's entire career is just getting something like that yeah and it 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 has to be there there has to be a, a psychological effect of i mean i'm surprised people who yeah race road are probably like think I'm an idiot, but of, of, yeah, that, that's it. He's just watching Wout's wheel and following it and just saying, all I have to do is, is stick to this wheel. And then once he's out front, then he's, you know, all of a sudden feels good again and, and can go, which is really what happened. I will say though, I mean, after the race, Vanderpool wins, but after the race, that has to be the most shattered that I've seen him when he wins. And, and so I, I like, I want to think that, he he actually was flagging like he he did need wow to do that um and he put like 
he maybe have gone you know went as deep as he'd ever been you know like he couldn't do the post race interview right away he had to like literally sit there with his head his you know his head in his knees and um couldn't even respond when Wout came over so i don't know i thought that was i think that sort of shows the fitness of of all of them but especially Wout i think that um i don't know bill if you i was trying to piece together twitter timeline making the anything can happen in cyclocross joke um, but I actually, I thought Pitters was going to win. And the reason that I thought, I thought it was going to be similar to Havra is Vanderpool had to burn a lot of matches. He made some mistakes early on. He got caught in the wrong places and he actually had to like, he make big efforts that while Pidcock was riding a steadier race. So he slipped on the, uh, the roots, um, shout out to Marty Mack for talking about like villains, secondary villain. I love that. That was a great quote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the uh the broadcast but um yeah and then um I, the climb the second climb you know there was the group of three and pitcock was kind of leading and vanderpool had to like dig a little deep to kind of like bridge up so um yeah i think he was i think he was he was gassed um the question i want to ask you guys we'll bring it back to to cyclocross so you're you're wow so we're coming up on the penultimate climb um they catch pitters on the run you know wow drags Vanderpool back and they they road race it you know on the road they're just looking around so if you're wow like you've done this like I'm just thinking like Vanderpool has that snap uh up to the top hitters look shit I mean would you have done something different could he has done something different because it just seemed like Vanderpool was gonna make his move on that climb and like but it just played into Vanderpool's I don't know it was just like I knew that was gonna happen as soon as they slowed down and started looking around if we look at the, those two racers and we look at what we think of of them, it's usually Vanderpool is just this specimen who can do insane things, but he's not always the most disciplined racer. I mean, you look at it through his history, that's kind of, of the knock on him, and we saw it out there. I mean, if you're Wout, you see it. You see that, that secondary villain, him going down there. You see him catapulting himself up on that off-camber section, which I said is now quote easy that he he got (laughs) he got got wrong in like lap one or two you know i mean that's so there are mistakes that are being made and if you look at what we always think about um wow it's interesting how they have changed how their 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 personas and their caricatures have changed in the past wow was the robot who, you know, didn't have a personality and everything. And Matthew was this, you know, funny little kid who just like beat the crap out of everyone. And that's that's kind of, and now it's kind of changed where like Matthew is sort of the the serious, you know, cyborg. And then Wout is like the really happy go lucky. I'm gonna make jokes on um uh, uh Twitter and we're having a kid and everything's awesome and I have a great life. But racing wise he's always been the more disciplined one right he's the one that you know knows how to pick lines he knows how to you know dial it in he knows how to use tactics he's not just going to go out from the front and and race from the front and win it he's he knows when to make his move so i think you're exactly right if we saw old wout in that situation he's like i need to push vanderpool this is the time where i need to get out and i need to force him into a mistake which he has done in the past you know when they were when it wasn't just Vanderbilt winning every time, that that was Wout's take on it. I mean, you can go back to um, uh, uh, Beals, right? You know, other than all the flat tires, he was forcing him into mistakes, and he had done it throughout his career, and I think that's what you need to do. Now, again, I don't know if either of those guys are at the same level in cyclocross because they're so road-oriented that, that they have all those matches left. And I think, you know, Wout even alluded to it. He's like, I was racing this to race it. I needed to see where I was at. I wasn't, as you would say, he wasn't racing to win it, you know, and that, that, that kind of is what, what got him where he is. He was like, he was happy with how that, that race went. So I think that, yes, if you are, if you want to race that, you know, that Vanderpool is going to put in one of these insane attacks. So you have to be out front and you have to just like in a road race, keep the tempo so high that you're forcing them not to be able to make that last second attack or make a mistake. And that's, I think that's the only thing you can do. And that's kind of what, I mean, I don't want to, I, I will say that I have no place to criticize Walt Venner and Matt fall how they race bikes. <laughs> but it, it felt like that to me. I was like, I've seen Vanderpool win this sprint. We saw it at that race where he just, 
destroyed everyone. Was it at Dutch Nationals or something where he yep. sprinted up that clabbled climb and it was like, OMG, I can't believe that just happened. And it and to Wout's credit though, like he kind of stuck pretty like Wout gave one heck of an effort in that lap. Like you know, in the past, like I think we'd see where Vanderpool would win by like fifteen seconds in that case. And to Michael, to your point, he was Vanderpool was cooked, but Wout like it was never like it was never in doubt, but like I was really impressed by how both of them handled that last lap and just went all in, and it was pretty awesome to see that they actually how much they cared about winning that race. Yeah, it's also cool. Yeah, Michael, let me ask you this: um, 2019 post injury Wout versus 2020 Wout. I mean, he's obviously stronger. Like, there's no one. He was like he wasn't able to compete with the the Swax and the Ezer Beats and the Van Tornouts, and and here it's like they're an afterthought now. So that, that alone excites me about where Wout is in, in cyclocross this year. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, it was an exciting race. Tom got out in the front, you know, we kind of thought maybe Tom would win again, but at the end of the day, Vanderpool won. So same old story. Um, you know, but it was like, I like, these are, I want to, I want to watch Vanderpool win this way. Like if he's going to win, like I really enjoy him winning this way because it's, it's a lot more entertaining, and like you're saying, you're seeing that wow. Sorry, that Vanderpool in the beginning of the race, who is who is not that cyborg, who is making mistakes, and that's that's actually really entertaining to see because it allows other riders to take advantage of that. Um, I was texting you guys earlier today trying to f- find a good like frame of reference, but like you know, watching Nomura was sort of like a movie of some event that you know what happens, like a movie based on a real-life event. But some, in that movie, you kind of get caught up in it because the drama is so good and the intrigue. You don't know actually, well, actually, does it actually happen, you know? Like, thinking of, you know, Seabiscuit or, or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought in, the, in watching it today and then in the last lap for a hot second, I'm like, wow, can still do this. Exactly. It's a good director. I'm like, what what are you doing, Zach? You know what happens. But like maybe it was the camera angles and you could just tell that Vanderpool was tired and then Wout would come around a corner, you get right there. (laughs) That's a great analogy, Mike, where you're like, I love it. I didn't know what you were doing with that text thread. Um I I never it was beautiful. You're a hundred percent right. That is a hundred percent how it was. I I guess I haven't had a good example for some reason. Like the only thing I could think of, and this is like dark, was like United ninety three. It was like a really good movie about the. You know, <laughs> maybe you, maybe you just see. Just so my, so mind. my, my first suggestion of Munich wasn't so bad. No, that's why I texted you back, and I was like, "Don't feel bad." I thought of United ninety three, but okay, Ooh, you know what's gonna boy. happen, but you're you're not quite sure. Don't the uh, in that the uh, the great docudrama breaking away? Don't the cutters win? Uh yeah, the cutters do win. Yeah, even on the miss. So it's like you almost need it to be like the 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 reverse, the negative, where it's like maybe they'll still win and then they don't, and it's yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a movie where it uh, doesn't work out. Anybody else we got to talk about here in this in this here men's race? Uh, Tone Arts hit by a van the day before, still went out there and 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 raced and um, you know, pulled Wait, off a really? seventh place. What's that? That really happened? Yeah. Oh shit. Some Bill, I I'm going to put you on the spot. Why do you think Tone's a middler? I think Tone needs a Wild Van Air training camp. I I think that he is he is um kind of in a lull right now and and I think that he will be back, but for, I, I have have you all been impressed with the way that he's racing recently? No. No, but his results to me don't scream Midler the way the uh, my boy Q uh, and the Torment, you know, say like the Torment twins or like Lawrence, who is just like, I mean, it's like we don't even get to joke about him being elite anymore. He is like just such a Midler. It's it's gross. He's he's met his contract obligations. Right. He's just chilling out. <laughs> everything's everything's good. He gets to wear his jersey. Everything's fine uh, for for a couple more weeks anyway. Okay, here's the thing. If you have Subtopper is somebody who has a chance to win the race, right? So if I have Wout Van Out, Wout Van Aert, Tom Pidcock, uh Matthew Vanderpool out there, 
even Ailey Ezerbeat in the last, you know, whatever race is. You voted for him as a subtopper too. So yeah, you which were, I wish I would put him in there. You were bringing but, the hammer. Bill was bringing the hammer to the uh, to the topper chart. I line I line tone up in those races, and I don't I don't I'm not picking him. I'm not picking him ten out of ten times. I'm not picking him for the win. That's that's fair. You know, I I I, I think I eventually left Alvarado in the elite category, but I really wanted to put her in subtopper because, like I said, Bill. You put her in the start line. Is she going to beat Brand, Betsema? I mean, Claire after the hot hand, you know? Um, you look back at Alvarado. She hasn't won a re- Last time she won a race was in the middle of November. So, But I, 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 it was really hard for me to take the rainbow jersey and put her in the subtopper. So I didn't. So Yeah, I know. I know. It's hard. But, you know, and then it, you turn around and you get, like, today's race. And, <laughs> like, horrible race. I'm sorry. Essen, you do better. Bill, yes. Michael, one race in. What race is Mariana Voss a topper? I mean, that's like the that's the kid in college going back to high school and playing in the you know playing playing in a basketball practice with the JV team. I mean, it's like really. I mean, it's like it's just hilarious because I mean, what she's in her thirties now, and it was like she had ten years on every single woman at the front of that race. Like, like she she just had to be like, what am I doing here? Like, am I babysitting? She's in the Sonic Hunt role. She was the counselor at the pony camp that Sonic Hunt has been at recently. Yeah, I think it was the perfect race for Voss to come back because she really was never under any pressure, and you know, I mean, and she'll. She she got a good good race under her legs. It was uh, crappy conditions. It was a god awful track, and you know she just kind of pulled it out. And the same way, like Vanderpool, more or less said he was like doing a zone two workout at the end. He was like, I didn't try to push myself too hard. I'm like, sorry, rest of you guys who were out there racing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he, he even waited a couple laps, <laughs> and then he didn't even attack. He just like rolled away from them, and it was over. So I'll say this, like I, I wrote on Friday and I talked about how like I last year I really learned uh, to just race every race, like I just the, the chance to race cyclocross. And I think I used to get so caught up on complaining about this or this course is too flat or has too many corners. And I just I had a lot of enjoyment and, you know, it was a segue to say that Namur is my favorite course. And I just get so stoked for like that. That's like my Christmas to watch Namur. I watched uh, part of the some of the racing and I watched Rebecca's pre-ride video this might be the worst cyclocross course i've ever seen like there was not a single feature on there that looked fun the course was a disaster i've seen construction sites that i've been on that are in better shape than that like you know wait there was the ups and downs and i love rebecca she was like yeah we did this like 72 times and i was like that's probably a joke that i would make so maybe i liked it but it was like the the down up she's like oh it keeps going like what was (laughs) there weren't there weren't even like cool robots like you know at least like they could have like right we had the monopoly guy there weren't even cool robots walking around going like what is anti-flow constipated right there 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 was like that one cool feature before the the steps where you could go high or you could go low and like that was the highlight of the race and that was that was pretty much it it was yeah like and i was watching you in 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 rebecca's video you could see just how bad the ground was like it, it was bumpy the grass was bumpy things were potholed it was like there were these random rollers in there where you, the riders were just like <laughs> i just i i don't know i mean i guess as a pro you got to show up and race and you know the way it worked out it did give it was cool it, it was a chance to see our friend Yarcastline assert herself and i was really I, w- I was like yes this this is the time like yara was just like i'm going out i'm gonna do the thing and then the thing happened yeah she uh <laughs> what happened i mean it was just it was an unfortunately long period of time where the chain was stuck somewhere on her bottom bracket who knows it didn't seem like it was ever going to come out um maybe they should i don't know like use one by I don't know. I'm kidding. Don't, don't, I don't know. Tech. But, um, you, you saw her standing there and I go, 
she has to quit, right? Like, this is a race where you don't, like, fight for it. Like, you just, your chain falls off and it's stuck. You just, like, one minute later, you just walk off the course, right? But yeah, I mean, there's no series. Like, yeah, there was no series. Like, what, like, there literally was no point. It's the beginning of the cursed period. Like, why make yourself tired? <laughs> the, only re- a- the only reason I can think of is that some of those organizers can be shitty about, oh, I don't have to pay you your start money because you didn't, you know, and they'll, like, refer to it as uh, finish money. Ah, uh, interesting. For, yeah. for, you know, who knows what she was getting or if that was even in She play. eventually walked off. Yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's... Uh, Yara, I think we picked her as a midler. That's two DNFs in a row. Uh, she is, because uh, she, I mean, I know that was something she, uh, she did. Uh, is it, did we determine that it's Blanca Cadavas? They were talking about that on GCN, that Blanca's her first name? Uh, anyway, Voss, yeah. uh, Yara crashed in the same spot that she did at Namur and I guess DNF'd. Um, but yeah. Tough weekend, tough couple days. I hope well, I want to see Ara bounce back. Um, I would love to see her. Her, her Instagram like would five. be Blanca Cadavas. Okay, I think that's what they they did their research. Our friends at GCN, and so. then her, and then it's just Blanca Voss. Okay, it's been decided. Yeah, she is the next Yara Castellan. No, I mean, but don't, uh, I, well, I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I. I <laughs> Which way I, are you I, going with that? <laughs> I hope both of them do well. Actually, if if we were going to have a ride of the week, I was I was giving it to Voss for for getting fifth place at Namor after going down super hard. And, and I no, I am going to go back to Namor because we didn't really talk about it or anything. I I think that was in organized. That was the one thing that they got to do something about that descent because that line was so dangerous that it threw people into that post, right? I mean, you came out of it, and it just, like, threw you at an angle into the side. I don't know if you just, like, retill it or something for next year. Here would, here's what I would do. I would tear up that hill, and I would tear up the, uh, the completely get rid of all the, all the ledges and the lines on the, um, on the off-camber and just start fresh on that as well. There's my groundskeeping tips for Namor for next year. No, it's that was a dangerous descent. Uh, it looked, I mean, it looked legitimately scary. And to your point, yeah, it shot you. I mean, we saw that's what happened to Betsima when she crashed into the pole. And I mean, you know, it's glad that she was she was okay, but it she went yeah, there was shot a, straight into the pole. <laughs> who was it during the men's race too? Somebody hit pretty hard there as Wasn't well. Wasn't that a? Oh, it was uh, Chanel, Steve Chanel Chanel or Steve? Yeah, yeah. How is it? What is it? Which name is double? Steve Chanel Steve. Steve Chanel Steve. Yeah. Who I think actually got run into, if you look at it, like he didn't take him, whoever was behind him, they were like, oh, and it affected, I forget who was, it might have been even a sauce, but I was like, no, I think that guy ran into him, knocked him over. But did we do it? Have we done yeah, Cypher Cross? Of, when are we releasing this? I, I, so we've got, uh, I guess, Herenthal's will have occurred um, by the time this is released. New course. I'm excited because it's what day is that on? Town. That's tomorrow. tomorrow. That's on Wednesday. Okay. So I, I call, I'm calling this faux curse period because uh, people seem to get the I, 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 like we sometimes we consider it Namur, but anyway, I'm calling. Yeah, I this think faux I refer to it period. as pre-cursed period. Okay. So then we have uh, so that's like Namur, Essen, Herentals, and then we have like the actual curse period, which is. Super prestige Zolder. It's <gasps> what? It's sub cursed period. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so then we've got the the well, it's not the usual. We have uh Dunder Mifflin Cross. Um, and then we have like Breden. So we're it, it, it it's kind of a bummer. I mean, so Namur is my favorite race, Degum is my second favorite race. I'm super bummed that Degum's not happening. You know, Lone Lone Hout is always a great party atmosphere or whatever so those aren't happening which is a bummer but then we have gp sven ness so that's technically the end of curse period but that's on a friday then we go straight to another race gulligum on saturday so i'm calling this the after party and we have a world cup (laughs) like there's so much racing yeah so from world cup to world cup that's i mean those are all sort of the adjacent curse period adjacent but yeah that's a that's a lot of racing who's gonna win the Omnium. 
the curse period adjacent omnium. We'll we'll let you know <laughs> in January. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, are you going to start scoring? So, like, does yes. faux curse period count for less than actual curse period? Or like, I, I want I want an algorithm. Okay, I want an well, algorithm. We need to know. We need to know when. I think curse period should be from Namur to Holst, World Cup to World Cup. All right. I, we'll see what people say. You may you may get some you may get some ats on Twitter for sure. For, at me. Uh, we'll Tell see. me when the right. actual curse period is. Um, I don't think anyone knows because <laughs> a, a race on a Tuesday, two days before Christmas, seems pretty close to the holiday and the Christmas period. So well, yeah, but it's not Saint Nicholas like it usually is. I guess that race isn't happening. Well, it's usually. At least that has like the Santa Cross vibe. Sure, sure, All sure. Right. I mean, I'm okay. As long as Santa Claus presents giant candy canes to the winners, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that that reminds me of the robot that I, I still have to do my um, mascot heat check. Somebody somebody brought that up, which is good. I, I, one one change that has happened with uh, so Dutch Nationals has been canceled. So no no Dutch Nationals, which means that. Vanderpool has again adjusted his schedule, which means that he will be at Hulham on January second. Which means that I may get a new person to win on my birthday, since that's important. Nice. That's great. All right, you have a new we covered writer. it. We did it. We did it. Sign up for the All bulletin. Cxhairs.substack.com. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you read my race reports, it's like a podcast, but I just use words. You can use my my nasally Midwestern accent, uh, imagine it, as you're reading it. I do the same with the heat check. (laughs) We do, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Searching for the stories outside of cycling, but still inside cycling? The Gravelot is a weekly interview series where we talk about our shared experiences in the cycling community and talk with people that we think you guys might be interested in. Absolutely. And the Gravelot is actually not always about gravel, but it is the place that is your local trailhead. It could be the meetup parking lot where you meet your friends. Or the post-ride watering hole. It's really the place where you sit down, share your stories, and talk about life. Yeah, and dive into the things that really matter to you on two wheels or beyond the gravelot has brand new episodes every single thursday morning along with a bi-weekly editorial column every other tuesday so check out the show check out the beeline and join the conversation and find out all you need to know about the gravelot at thegravelot.com